You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 17. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to College Success Habits. It is so excellent and great to have you here. I am honored to get your attention for the next 30 minutes so we can continue to go over amazing life success habits that you can implement in college that will help you throughout your days there and, of course, in your normal life. As you have probably noticed by now, we are moving towards the end of the book. I have officially sent that to the publisher. That happened last Thursday night at 5 o'clock, right on the dot. And uh, it was about 24 hours later than I was expecting it. Uh, there was some you know, flexibility things that I had to go through. And, and instead of getting it done at Wednesday, got it done at Thursday. Very happy about that. And so it's a perfect time to bring up flexibility because that is our topic for today. It is chapter six of the book, and you will have that in your hands. Uh, it goes live sometime in October, November. There's publishing things. I don't know. I know how to write a book. I do not know how to publish a book, <laughs> so I've hired someone to take care of that for me, and I'm super pumped about that. Um, let's look at the college school year. It just started. Um, if you're listening to this as the shows are released, then we are looking at about mid-August, and I know all the high schools and colleges, grade schools, everything has started back up for the most part. You are back in school, and no doubt you are immediately finding out that flexibility is extremely important to your success. It's vital even. Um, some amazing definitions of, of flexibility, the quality of bending easily without breaking, the ability to be easily modified, or the willingness to change or compromise. I have some great quotes that I've added into the book. Um, here they are. Want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. <laughs> Life is what happens while you are busy making plans. Uh, my uh, fellow uh, coach and family member, uh, Tom Rigsby told me this one the other day, plans are worthless, but planning is priceless. And then another one is stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible to your approach. So why is flexibility necessary in life, let alone a college? Um, I literally, I've never had anything in my life go 100% according to plan, whether it's the book, this podcast, anything I've ever wanted to done done. Anything I've ever wanted to do, even that by using the wrong word, things do not go 100% according to plan. And like Tom had said, plans are worthless. Planning, however, is priceless. And that is a fact. You can Google it. You want to have a plan because then you know what to be flexible with. No plan. What are you being flexible with? Right? I mean, you, there has to be a plan and a strategy in place. A football team comes up with a, a game plan they go out there, they start to execute it. The defense does things that they're not aware they were surprised about. They have to make flexible changes. Uh, I think it was Mike Tyson who won, or Muhammad Ali who once said, uh, everyone has a plan going into the ring until you get popped in the jaw the first time, and then it's all hell breaks loose. Okay, so, I mean, life comes at you rapidly. So much so you can't possibly foresee what will come up as your tasks, your projects, papers, semesters, year, your life unfolds. You can't, but you can plan. But being flexible is critical because through that pliability, you'll better overcome your challenges, reduce your stress level, which is huge, 
because things will go awry and you want to be able to reduce your stress level. And ultimately, you'll be more successful than others who are rigid and set in their ways. And I know you've seen this with other people because you can be flexible in certain aspects of your life and not so flexible in others. This is just like the growth versus fixed mindset. Some areas you're super flexible, other areas you're not. You can be super flexible in class, but not super flexible in your relationship. Super flexible at work, not super flexible, oh, whatever. I can come up with umpteen examples. Your brain's already coming up with 20 more. When you are flexible, you have a distinct advantage over people who are less adept at adapting. Say that 10 times fast. When you are flexible, you have a distinct advantage over people who are less adept at adapting. Your effectiveness in seeing infinite ways to arrive at your outcome will provide you with a confidence to take on any assignment, any project, any opportunity that comes your way, right? One of the things I brought up in earlier portions of the book is that if you lack any one of these principles, then whenever the team leader, the project leader, the some kind of leader shows up in college, you're, gonna, you're not going to feel like you can raise your hand. You're not going to feel like you're the one who can take that on. You'll, you'll consistently think somebody else can do better than you. If you're the person who always thinks, no, I, I raise my hand every time, then great. Then take on these principles as a leader because it's important that there's always a leader. There's always needs to be followers. That's just the way it goes. Sometimes you're the follower. Sometimes you're the leader. I'm still in my normal life. There's days where I'm the employee and then the same exact day, I'm also the boss. I have to know how to be flexible in, in each one of those situations. I can't just shove my will into those employee moments as I can when I'm doing my boss moments. But if you don't have the flexibility, if you aren't courageous, and I could go through all the principles, but staying with flexibility, if you think you don't have that, when a leadership opportunity arises, you might think someone else is better equipped for it, more prepared for it, because you don't think that you'll be able to swing with all the different punches. You don't think you'll be able to change the plan, the strategy, and get the team on board with your thoughts or even their thoughts because you don't feel like you have that flexibility. I mean, this all goes back to that growth mindset versus fix. A growth mindset will help you figure out what to do when the plan goes bust. Flexibility and growth mindset are like twins. They are together all the time. Accept these things to be true from here on out. Okay, accept these things to be true from here on out. Accept change as inevitable. Accept that you will have to pivot from your original idea. Accept that college is but a small part of your life, but it'll have a far-reaching impact on your life's journey. You've decided on your college, your major. You've decided on where to live. You've made a plethora of decisions just to get to the first class. So take your shot, guys. You're in school. You're in college. This is the time to make those naive mistakes. This is the time to push yourself in ways that you never thought possible. Now, some of these decisions are less flexible that you've made, and some are more flexible. What university you're going to attend, where you're going to live, your roommate situation, these are presumably concrete for at least a year, and some of them are more flexible. Your major, your classes, your diet, your exercise routine, ex um, organizations you're going to attend, extracurriculars to join, intramurals to play, all of them have varying ranges of fluidity. All of them you will have to have varying ranges of flexibility in. It's essential. It is essential 
to have a vision for your life, why you're in college, the career you want when you graduate, but you have to be flexible in how you get there. You know, in the book, I'll, I have a very in-depth story. I'll, I'll do more of a paraphrasing here just because of time. But back in the day, I had an assignment in third grade, and I think I may have mentioned this uh, recently in Decisiveness, something to that effect. Basically, there was a journalism story I had in third grade, and it's what got me to fall in love with journalism. It's all I wanted to be was a journalist. So, you you know, at third grade, flash flash forward to freshman year at Ball State University, I'm all prepared to be the next Bob Costas. You know, I go to Ball State because the TCOM school has got everything I could ever want. I planned on graduating from there, going on to ESPN's Bristol headquarters, and right now you would know me as one of you know as a Dan Patrick esque kind of person. Instead, I basically passively deviated from that plan and just became a party animal, aka a drunk. You know, I didn't look in the mirror and say, "Today I'm going to become an alcoholic," but my behavior certainly seemed to resolved to go after that new path rather than actually attend classes and become a journalist and a sports broadcaster. I. That decision to just drink my college career away wildly t- took me off course. You know, it's one of the reasons why I think I'm so well equipped to do a show like this. I had to have all of these principles in place to graduate, and it did take 12 years. And I watched person after person graduate school, some of them in three years, some of them in seven. Everybody had a different way of going about doing this. When I had to finally drop out of Ball State University, and moved on to Valencia Community College, ultimately moved on to University of Florida. Everything I did stayed under the was run through the filter of I'm going to become a journalist. Right? I mean, even when I finally graduated in 2006, my first job overseas was working for a media company that put together tabloid reports for uh, international businesses to go into small countries and to um, invest their money. So Even in all of that, I was still looking at my life through the filter of I'm going to become a journalist. Even in what I'm doing right now, I host multiple podcasts. I give keynote speeches on topic like the ones I'm covering in this show, like the ones I cover in the book. I teach workshops. I host seminars, retreats, all because of that third grader's vision of telling remarkable stories and the lessons that I've learned in life and the skills that I've gathered as far as being a journalist. Everything run through that filter of I will be a journalist. Even all of this will lead me to my own show one day. Now, whether it's a TV show or, you know, on some medium that doesn't even, I don't even know, you know, Netflix is the big thing. Five years from now, there could be a platform that no one's even heard about that if you want your own show, you go on there and you just build up your audience. Who knows? Who knows? Why flexibility is important is because I could literally be looking at my life like it was a failure, uh, at least according to the I want to be a journalist plan that I had, if I wasn't flexible in my approach to being a journalist. In 84, when I was in third grade, newspapers were all the rage. They were huge, obviously. It was 84. Internet wasn't around. Magazines and newspapers were it. By 94, Internet was just starting to gain legs. Email was still green font on black screens. By the time I graduated in 2006, the newspaper industry was already starting to die off. And now, it's damn near non-existent. I had to be flexible with how I saw becoming a journalist because the opportunities began to dwindle. So what is flexibility? When you ask yourself, what is flexibility into your life? What has it been to me? Flexibility is the ability to demonstrate a fluid approach to your work, relationships, and life. 
It is you being able to figure out a new way when an obstacle shows itself. One of my best quotes I put in here of my own is, a detour does not ruin the trip. It provides you a chance to see something unexpected and perhaps even live a better life. Perhaps even live a better story. There's a really awesome song out right now by AJR called, I think it's called 100 Bad Days, or maybe it's just Bad Days. But the chorus is, 100 bad days make 100 good stories. 100 good stories make me interesting at parties. One of the reasons I love that so much is because it's it's right. It's all perspective. Right? If you realize that a detour, if you realize that the plan going bus is just a really interesting story that you get to tell one day in your when you're giving a speech on why it was a success or you're telling coworkers or family or friends why something was a success, if there wasn't any detours, if there wasn't any bus of the plan, then it's a relatively boring story. You want to be what why flexibility is important, what flexibility is. It's, it's all about your perspective and seeing that you can figure it out. And just because it didn't go according to plan is okay. And flexible people are the ones who get flustered quickly, complain often, and give up frequently. Giving up is what amateurs do. And you are not an amateur, right? Right? You're going to walk around calling yourself an amateur? I get that while we're all in college, you can't walk around saying, well, I'm a nurse, I'm a journalist, I'm, you know, I'm a biomedical engineer, when you're just taking classes for it. But at the same time, you're on your path. You might be an amateur journalist because you're in college, but at the same time, you're putting out work that people will read. Be a professional. Always, even, you know, I know I've, I've talked about this in my other shows from Sobriety to Recovery, but I've met amateur athletes before. And one of the things they always harp on is that even though they're, they're working their way to the professional ranks, they still behave like a professional would. So it becomes an ingrained habit. So get flexible like pros do. Don't be inflexible like amateurs, or that's going to be a habit. And when you do go pro, you're going to be bringing that inflexibility with you. When you're working with anyone else in your life, your flexibility will show them you have confidence in your abilities. They will, they'll feel self-assured that you can handle unexpected situations with calm, ease, and certainty because they'll literally witness it from you. Being able to pivot and figure out different ways to do things isn't generally listed on a resume, but it should be. In fact, over your GPA, over anything else, and I talk a lot about how emotional intelligence is more important than um, intelligent quotient, IQ. This is one of those emotional intelligent principles. In the way they all are, but flexibility shows that you can be emotionally grounded enough that things go awry. You don't just lose your crap and start screaming at everybody because it didn't go the way it was supposed to. You've been on a road trip with someone where, you know, a detour or something goes wrong and all of a sudden it's like the whole damn trip's ruined. When in reality, you just take a different turn and you keep going on your way. If you were trying to go north on one road and that all of a sudden doesn't work, then just go east or west on a different road until you can get to another road that goes north or that goes north and then rock and roll. You got to be confident in putting all seven of these principles on your resume as Jedi level mastery. Flexibility isn't just seeing life as ever changing and evolving. It's doing things with an ever-changing and evolving attitude and work ethic. That's what all these principles are. Jedi-level mastery is being able to go into a job interview down the road or even while you're in college and saying, this is why I would be the best employee for this position at this company. 
not because I know not because I know Excel or not because I understand Facebook ads or not because I understand this program or that app. Anyone can watch a YouTube video for an hour and learn any of that stuff that you think you're special. Any of that stuff you think you're special because you know anyone else can learn that. But these but these principles, open-mindedness, courageousness, decisiveness, action-orientedness, dis- discipline, flexibility, tenacity, these aren't things that people could just watch a video and learn. These are things you ingrain into yourself. One of my life coaching friends and I were talking today a lot about whenever a massive change needs to be taken in one's life, we were discussing it under the umbrella of sobriety, but it works too with college. It works with moving. It works with any major change. When you have a major change in your life, you under you have to undergo a lifestyle change. But that doesn't just mean getting up early for workouts or getting up early for studying or getting up early to eat better. It literally means rewiring your brain so that you start adopting new habits and a whole new persona. That's what college is. College is your ability to reboot the entire operating system and start from scratch. Problem is, is that even whenever you reboot it, you're bringing in all those corrupted files that were downloaded into you from your parents, from your friends, your colleagues, your teachers, your professors, from television, from the internet, from social media, everything. You've been getting downloaded crap when you were four years old, you don't even know. Eight years old, you don't even know. 12, 16, name it. Every single day, 2.1 billion bits of data are getting thrown at you every second, and your conscious mind can only take in 128 bits of that. I know I'm using a lot of computer terms here, but we're millennials. Well, I'm a Gen Xer, but I still have that millennial mindset. All of you can scoff and roll your eyes, but <laughs> I can assure you, it's... I, I, I've been told. Anyways, my maturity level notwithstanding, <laughs> my point is is that I'm using these computer terms because I know that we can all understand that. I know that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, you understand the gigabytes in your phone. Now just imagine your brain's like that, except that your brain's taking in 2.1 billion bits. Your unconscious mind's taking all that, and it's organizing it the way that it does. It deletes it, it distorts it, or it generalizes it. This is the way everyone's brain works. You either delete it, distort it, or generalize it. But it has, to get, it has to get compartmentalized one way or another. So you've been taking in all these downloads every single second of your life. And now you get to college, and you want to reboot the entire operating system. And you're like, Jesse, I don't understand why I'm still inflexible here, or I still have a fixed mindset there, or why am I not courageous here? But yet I'm all of these things in another area. It's because all those areas are different folders. So you got to tap into each one of them and, and change it. Now, when you do this lifestyle change and you completely update your entire persona, that's whenever it starts to bleed into other areas. Whenever an inflexible moment shows up, you're going to immediately be able to say, nope, I can tell this is me being inflexible. How can I be more flexible? It's just because you are being flexible with one of your friends when they ask you to do something or on an assignment or as a project leader. It doesn't mean you're giving in. It doesn't mean you're being a wuss because you, you, it means that you're being flexible. If being flexible with what they're asking you to be flexible about or what yourself is asking you to be flexible about and it is a better route, it's a better way, then you want to do that. And even if you're not sure if it's a better route or a better way, but you already know that the route and the way you're doing things isn't really working that well, then be flexible. Worst thing that happens is that you just have to make a new decision down the road. 
Being able to adapt in the college environment with enthusiasm and curiosity is a blessing. Know these things. You do not, you do not know everything. You have not experienced everything. You haven't even begun to understand all of this thing called life and college. And one day, I swear on everything holy and sacred, you will look back one day and say, if only I knew then what I know now. That is a fact. You can definitely Google it. And I know this might sound like some old fuddy-duddy shit, pardon my French, that you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, old dude. I get it. When I was 18, 20, 22, 24, 29, 37, I'd have been like, well, I got this. I know I know all. I, I see all. I am all. Every human on this planet has said, if only I knew then what I know now. They've all, we've all said it in our lives, every single human. Take this opportunity and do the most with it right now. Learn, adapt, grow. So you're more knowledgeable and flexible tomorrow. You have the world at your fingertips. The, the, every single piece of information that humanity has ever gathered is in the internet. I cannot stress for you enough how important it is for you to utilize it, but also not become inundated by it. Be flexible in what you go off and try to learn because I, could, I swear to you, I once typed in something about Machu Picchu and two hours later, I'm reading about like, you know, sonic car motors in Russia. It's like you can get down this learning rabbit hole, but for what? So just realize that you can learn everything you want to learn, but also be, you know, a, be a little picky about what you put in. So how can you be more flexible? Gone on and on and on about flexibility. I know you guys are dying for my action steps, right? I, I know you are. And so here's, here we go. And again, when you guys go back and you read the chapter of this book down the line, you're going to be a ton of cool stuff that I had to leave out because we've only got 30 minutes. Um, so action steps to being flexible. Start small, end big. Okay, are you inflexible about little things like where to eat, where the coffee pot should be in the kitchen, what kind of toothpaste to use? Uh, when you go to a restaurant and there's, you know, can you not figure out what you want to eat? You're you the one who takes 15 minutes. Price notwithstanding, it should be pretty easy to figure out. Are you in the mood for beef, chicken, pork, vegetarian? Right? Figure that out. And then now it's like, boom. It's like, it, it literally is a Windows operating system. Once you pick beef, then it opens up a menu that's only got like seven options on it. But if you say, I'm just looking for meat, then all of a sudden you've got to look through pork, chicken, beef, seafood, fish, all of it. So start with the small things because getting over, getting, being able to make these flexible decisions, and I, t- I think I talked about this in decisiveness too, being able to make the small ones definitely pays dividends when it's time for the big ones. Flexibility seeps into your entire life when you start to use it on trivial decisions. It should not take you five minutes to figure out what Starbucks latte you want. Ever. Ever. Number two, figure out your priority level for the intended outcome. This is huge, and I, and I can't stress this enough. The priority you have on whatever it is you're working on, then that becomes like how important you've got to be looking at this flexibility-wise. Right, what is my priority here and what is my intended outcome for this situation? If you don't really care where you eat, then don't argue pizza to death when you could easily go someplace else. But if pizza is that important to you, then figure out a way to make pizza happen. If your favorite place is closed, there's other pizza places. Right? But knowing your priority level, like with when I went to go buy my new car, what features I wanted, those things, it's super important in determining your mental and emotional energetic output into any situation. 
Do not freak out about something trivial, trivial, trivial if it's really not that important to you. But if the outcome for your project is to be able to prove why water reclamation in Southern California is essential uh, as far as smart water usage in the entire country, if that is your outcome, if being able to prove that, then you know where you can be flexible and where you can't be. But you have to know your priority level. If you just want to discuss, you know, water management in California, and it is not that important if if you talk about water reclamation as part of the water management system, then you can be flexible when you go to do your research about talking about that particular part of it. All right? It's, It's all priority level. It's knowing what your outcome is and then being able to be flexible within that to make sure that you still get to the outcome that's important to you. I just bring up the pizza thing because, you know, some people will freak out if their favorite bar, pizza place, or burger joints close. I'm like, well, you want a burger, 27 other places sell burgers. Let's figure it out. Um, My third one, I think I got more in the book, but this is uh, one of the really big ones. I call it STEM. Stop, think, evaluate, move. All right, STEM is, an, is a very useful acronym. I don't know where I found it. I don't know how I came across it, but it's, I would love to be able to give the, the, the rights to it or give somebody credit for it. I don't know. I don't think I made it up, but maybe I, it, I have no idea. Anyways, stop, think, evaluate, move. All right, so the pizza place is closed. You really want a pizza. Stop. Don't freak out. Realize you're going to be able to figure this out. Right now, if it's four in the morning, it's four in the morning, and that was the only place that sells pizza. Then you, there might be a twenty-four hour grocery store. Go get yourself a Totino's. If not, you're gonna go to bed hungry. I don't know. <laughs> but stop. Think about what your other options are. Evaluate those other options that you've come up with, and then move on one. I in the book, I go in, I go into a little bit more in this, but it really is that simple. Pizza places closed. Stop. Think. What other pizza places are open? Oh, there's a Domino's, there's a Papa John's, there's a Pizza Rev, there's a Pyology. Okay, great. Which one of those do you like more? You're evaluating them. I want Pizza Rev. Perfect. Move. Get to Pizza Rev. Boom. I mean, literally, I should have started the entire episode with this. Stop, think, evaluate, move. It is imperative that you just do that. Number four, alter your habits. All right, I've talked a ton about habits, clearly, but altering your habits are a great way to test your flexibility. So if your morning routine normally goes in the same order every day without fail, shuffle around where you brush your teeth, wash your face, or shower. Just try to alter the order. Now ask yourself, how easy was it for you to do that? If you normally go to the bathroom right when the alarm clock wakes up, use the restroom, brush your teeth, wash your face, try washing your face first, then going to the bathroom, then brushing your teeth. If you can be flexible with these um, unconscious, habituated actions, you are going to find your flexibility in the things that you're conscious about way higher. Pulling any habit into your conscious part of your brain is a fun, fun little exercise to gauge your flexibility level. Number five, try something new. All right, perhaps you have a set list of things you normally cook with. You want to be flexible? Try a couple different ingredients. All right, step out of the typical or traditional way you do things just because it's an excellent way to experience life. Get into that habit of stepping out of your t- typical. If you always make spaghetti with mushrooms, red peppers, and olives, then try it with you know, uh, artichoke hearts and squash and zucchini. Whatever it might be, just try it. 
All right, Re- number six, release the stress. All right, if you're flexible and you know you can be flexible and in that flexibility you can use your growth mindset to figure out another way, then you know you have what it takes to be able to be flexible and figure things out. I mean, that's just so massively huge. It will pay dividends, right? Just release the stress. Knowing you can choose a different option or way of doing it and then stepping into that power reduces and releases the stress, period. People who get freaked out when things don't go their way, when they have all this stress eating them up, the reason is because they can't see that there's another alternative. They can't see other options. And seven, and most important, just trust yourself. Life is a gigantic experiment. Trust that you will learn from each experience. Trust that life experience points will, will come in handy way down the road. If you don't trust yourself, you will stay in your comfort zone, and that leads to minimal growth and a, certainly a lackluster enjoyment of life. And what if you find yourself not being flexible? We're going to have to read the book for that. <laughs> Again, guys, it's been such a pleasure to have you here. I certainly do hope that you've enjoyed these action steps. So just to reiterate, go back through, listen to them again. I think I started right around minute 20. So number one, start small, end big. Number two, figure out your priority level for the intended outcome. Three, stop, think, evaluate, move. Number four, alter your habits. Number five, try something new. Number six, release the stress. And number seven, trust yourself. Be flexible. I'll be adding these into the show notes over at Podbean where you can read them a lot more organized than you can on whatever app you're listening to. But by all means, please, if you have not already, subscribe, rate, review on whatever app you're listening to to me on. The show's been doing incredibly well. I thank all of you for your participation in doing that and helping that, your listens, your downloads. It's been making me top 100 uh, consistently on iTunes and education. I even pop into the top 25. The other day, I was number three in education. Uh, Absolutely fantastic, considering I'm going up against Duolingo. Uh, So thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Please spread this, pass this on. Follow me over at uh, Twitter, at at Jesse Mogul. I've really started to get more active with that recently. And of course, I've just started getting college success habits on Instagram going. So at college success habits. Uh, I'm not posting a ton there yet, but I'm starting to figure out how to do that and my other two social media accounts. So it's just a flexibility. Just got to be flexible. Come up with a plan, follow through with the strategy, and be flexible whenever the plan goes bust. (laughs) Thank you again so much for listening to me. As always, treat each other with kindness and love. Inclusive is way better than exclusive, so be that kind of person. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye. 